Greetings, and welcome to Quick Health Concepts. I'm Dr. Leslie Quick. Thank you so much for joining me today. Greatly appreciate it. You've taken the time out to listen. So this is my second podcast, and uh, today is June 20th, 2019. Uh, What I want to talk about today is expounding upon what we discussed last time, which was uh, cannabis. So last time we discussed mostly about the cannabis plant. We really talked about the differences between marijuana and hemp. Very confusing some to some people. It was confusing to me at first. Uh, we didn't know I didn't know a lot about it. And so I delved into the research as far as it because it, this started because I am wanting to put bring in some CBD products into my office. I'm a chiropractor and I have a lot of patients who come in with chronic pain syndromes and so this really made me want to look into it more. So last time we talked in our last podcast we discussed really about the anatomy of mar- the marijuana the cannabis plant, not the marijuana plant, the cannabis plant. Forgive my mistake there. Uh, so I'm just going to quickly summarize about that again, and then we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about hemp, uh, CBD versus THC, its uses for me mostly medically, and um, how it can help. Again, research is is still relatively new in this area, as we the endocannabinoid system, as we talked about in the last podcast, really wasn't even discovered until the early 1990s. So. That sounds like a while ago, but it's really not when you think about the research, right? So let me just quickly touch upon what we talked about last time. So cannabis, the cannabis family of plants, okay, marijuana and hemp fall into that family. They are not the same plant. A lot of people think that it's an interchangeable name. It is not. Think of marijuana and hemp like cousins, okay? They are in the same family, and they have some of the same DNA or some of the same components, but there's a lot of differences. Marijuana has lower amounts of CBD, cannabidiol, versus the THC, okay, which is the tetrahydro, uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, okay, and that the THC is what gives you that high or that psychoactive effect. CBD does a lot of the same stuff without the THC or that high, okay. So marijuana and hemp, think of them like cousins. They're in the same family, but differences, Hemp has higher amounts of CBD and minuscule amounts of THC, so hemp will not give you the high, whereas marijuana has much higher amounts of THC, so when you're taking products with marijuana in it, you're going to get that high. Products with hemp will not. Now, why then has hemp gotten such a bad name? So basically, back in 1970, then-President Nixon declared in his war on drugs, he signed into act the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, and in that, he basically banned many different drugs, and in that act of and where he basically put that into law, hemp basically came, because it is a cannabis plant, cannabis was considered illegal. Hemp is a cannabis plant, and therefore just fell into it. I think that's why hemp got a bad name for all these years. I remember years ago hearing about hemp clothing, and I'm thinking to myself, well, geez, that's great. You know, you you can get high and 
make clothes from it. How wonderful. Little did I know, right? So <laughs> hemp really got a bad name, which is kind of funny because it doesn't make you high. But it's got a lot of it's got a lot of different uses. So we talked about a little bit about CBD, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But it has a lot of other uses as well. Hemp seeds, for example, um, are considered a superfood. So you heard I don't know if you've heard of these, like chia seeds, flax seeds. Hemp seeds are considered a superfood. They are easily digestible. They're a great vegetarian source of protein. They have a lot of essential fatty acids like omega-3s and omega-6s. They're helpful in immunity. There's hemp seed oil. There's one of my favorite uh, brands, Dr. Bronner's. I use them because they have a very natural ingredients in their products. I've been using them for years. Their body wash has hemp in it. Clothing, of course, like I just mentioned. What I love about hemp in the use of clothing is hemp is a very eco-friendly, uh, makes it very eco-friendly textile, and it's sustainable. So cotton, for example, and this is very interesting as I learned about this, cotton is actually a very water-intensive plant to grow. So it requires a lot of water. And it actually has a lot of pesticides in it. Hemp, on the other hand, only requires 50% of, what, of the water that cotton needs to grow. And it doesn't need any of the pesticides that cotton needs, at least from what I've read, does not need, I don't know if it needs any, but it has much, much less pesticide use than cotton does in growing. So it's much more eco-friendly to the world and sustainable, which is always nice, right? So hemp has a lot of different prod, a lot of different qualities that a lot of people don't know about. But of course, my reasoning for today is its use in CBD or the cannabidiols, which is basically an effect on the endocannabinoid system in the body that helps with different aspects of medical needs. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about that. Some of the uses in the past, so I'm sure many of us have heard about in the use the use of medical marijuana, correct? So in the past, when I'd heard about medical marijuana, I really knew about it from the anxiety and depression perspective and in cancer patients, end of life uh, for pain. And it has been continued to be used for that as well. In fact, uh, last year, in another area, uh, last June of 2018, the FDA approved the first prescription to contain CBD in it, and that's called Epidiolex. And what that is used for is to help uh, in the in epileptics, difficult to control epilepsy. And so that is the very first FDA-controlled uh, prescription that has been given out with CBD. Now, FDA generally does not control CBD products, okay, or THC products. <clears throat> Excuse me. FDA, sorry, has no control over CBD. I'm not sure about the THC, but I know it does not have control over CBD products, and that can cause a host of problems in the fact that because it's legal and because anybody can buy CBD products, many companies are now jumping on this bandwagon of, I'm going to make some CBD. Some of the things that I've been hearing recently in the news is that a lot of the CBD products, I shouldn't say a lot, I don't, I'm not sure exactly the percent, okay? So, but CBD products, they're finding after they're testing it, they're finding that, well, maybe it's not as much CBD as stated on the, on the label, 
Okay, so you have a lot of these companies that are jumping on this bandwagon to give you CBD products, and you might not be getting what you're paying for. So do your homework. If you are somebody who is looking to get the products for something of yours, and we'll talk more about what some of the uses are that that is promising in the areas of the medical field, do your homework. Talk to somebody who's knowledgeable, somebody who knows the products, uh, and you want a company that does third-party testing. It means it's an outside company that does the third-party testing, has a good risk. Don't just go on Amazon and buy any old thing because people say, oh, it works. You want to be, you want to get what you pay for, okay? So just, I just want to let everybody know that. Do your homework. Talk to somebody who's knowledgeable before you go out and just buy any old CBD product, okay? So let's talk about a couple of things in which CBD has uses for. CBD or cannabidiol, remember, minuscule amounts of THC, more amounts of the cannabidiol. So it has a lot of the same uses that THC does, but it doesn't give you that psychoactive effect. CBD is promising in the areas of seizures, inflammation, which in my field is very important, pain, again, for me, very important for my patients, psychosis, irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS for short, nausea depression, anxiety, and migraines. THC has promising uh, results with pain, muscle spasticity, glaucoma, insomnia, appetite depression, anxiety, and nausea. And anybody who's ever smoked marijuana, one of there are two things you're going to find that they'll tell you. They get high and they're really hungry. So Obviously, the appetite depression, if you're trying to get somebody, you know, that's where they're trying to, they're finding that it's really helpful because it increases the appetite in that area. So a couple of areas, obviously, there's a lot of overlap in the two, but there are some differences. And some of the areas of research that I'm finding is that certain uses are better with just the CBD, certain uses better just for THC. And obviously, some of them might be best with a little of both. This is where research is going to be really important and trial and error. Um, thank God it's considered, you know, generally medically safe. Uh, because for me, for example, with pain, in my patients who come in with pain, one of the things that they, they recommend is you start with lower doses and then you slowly work your way up with the dosage. And then you find out which is best for your patients. So areas of CBD, well, CBD itself, one of the things that you're finding with these products, they come in many different uh, forms. So you can take it transdermally, which is what I typically recommend for my arthritic patients uh, or joint pain. Um, you can take it with a tincture. There is, you can smoke it, obviously with marijuana. I with the THC, I don't recommend that only because it's, it's sort of counterproductive uh, because you've got, you're basically saying, okay, so we want you to smoke this to help one thing, but what are you harming in, in, the, in the time being? You're harming your lungs, just like smoking harms your lungs. You're smoking marijuana. It's the same thing. And actually, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but if I remember correctly, years ago, I had learned that, uh, Marijuana, smoking marijuana is the equivalent of smoking seven cigarettes. Again, I have not done the most recent research on this. I'm quoting something that was researched a while back. 
but I remember hearing this a long time ago, and if I'm wrong, please, I, I, I will fix that another time, but uh, I remember hearing that it had been the equivalent of seven cigarettes. So you're basically helping one thing, but to the detriment of something else. Is that really worth it? I don't necessarily consider that, especially considering, you know, healthcare is so expensive anyway. I really don't want to be paying for more lung cancers than I have to um, in my taxpayer dollars. So, but basically, overall, lots of different forms of getting you that CBD or the THC. Uh, I generally, for my anxiety, for my, sorry, my pain patients, generally recommend transdermally, uh, tinctures. If I have somebody who comes in with a fibromyalgia where it's more of an overall type of issue, not necessarily, oh, I have, my, I have knee pain or I just have back pain, then I'm thinking more something that you're going to take orally like a tincture because you need to affect the entire body and not just go transdermally to one specific area where that you would get with a cream. Okay, So just some ideas to remember with that. Basically, there are some... Obviously, some side effects, of, especially with the THC. So you want to remember that even though generally it's considered medically safe, there are some long-term effects. One of the things that uh, they're worried about with THC long-term effects, there are. So obviously, because it's a psychotropic, it's, you know, it has a psychiatric effect to it, long-term use of THC they're worried about, especially in adolescents, because adolescents, THC has a much more profound effect. And adolescents tend to be the ones who, you know, abuse, or at least in the past, use it in higher amounts. It has a psychiatric effect. There, they are, there is a little concern that long-term use could have some psychiatric disorders as a result of it. And one of the schizophrenia was one of the... Um, research items that I had seen as one of the psychiatric, long-term psychiatric effects. Also, memory loss. I've heard that multiple times. Long-term use of marijuana can give you some memory loss. CBD, no. So remember that again, and that's because of the, the psychoactric, the psychoactive effects of THC. Long-term effects can be memory loss. Short-term effects can be increased heart rate, lack of coordination, lower reaction times. And I'll tell you, as when I first heard marijuana was legalized in Massachusetts, that was one of my first concerns. And I've discussed it with some, you know, I have a lot of, um, I talked to, I've spoken to police enforcement and I've asked, that's one of the questions I've asked as my, my oldest daughter now is learning to drive is, you know, how does this affect you know, police enforcement? And it's definitely, an issue that they have to deal with, and it concerns me because if you're under the influence of THC, it slows your reaction time, and that cannot help as a driver. And so it's definitely something, you know, I, I discuss with my my children as to, you know, don't do drugs, basically, and that includes marijuana. You do not want to be driving under that type of influence. Okay, so med there are overall medical benefits. You just have to watch for it. Overall, safe drug to use. Dosage needs to be played with a little bit. These are some of the takeaways. Dosage needs to be played with a little bit. And as the research increases, you're going to be seeing more definitive stances on dosages. Both generally safe. And you just want to watch out for what products you're using. 
Again, the FDA does not control CBD, so you really want to be doing your homework in that area. So do your research. One of the things that I did uh, talking about the side effects, uh, and I'll have to find out a little bit more about it as I go along, but I actually just researched this in the last few days. It was brand new. Um, they did a, uh, they used mice, I hate using mice in this, but they did a research on the epidiolex I was talking about and its long-term effects possibly on the liver. Again, it was some harmful information, but more research really has to be done. That that was the first study in that area. So we'll be, you know, as if I find out more about that, I'll definitely share that with you. But you want to learn more about that if that's something that you're thinking of if you're a patient with hard-to-control epilepsy and you've been placed on this, just something to keep in the back of your mind that they are continuing to do research in that. So a lot to take in. CBD products, I find, I feel that the long-term effects, that's going to be some really good use um, in our medicinal uses. I want to thank you today for joining me. I'll be out and about. Thank you so much for joining me on Quick Health Concepts. I'll see you next time.